Welcome back. I have Raf joining me again as a guest co-host, and Bill Montoya, your co or your your main host. And we have an exciting episode to talk about. Uh, lots of things coming up here in Week 18. Um, I, I see you're wearing your your Niners gear. Looks like you're ready for for Week 18 for you guys. A uh, lot of implications still left in the AFC. I think the NFC's got one seed left as well. Just wait to see who who makes that seventh seed, whether it be the the Lions, the Seahawks, or the Packers. Right? Yeah. Those are the three remaining teams. So um, it, it'll be interesting today because we have two games. <clears throat> got the my my Raiders and the Chiefs squaring off in Vegas, and then who was the late game on that? Um, I'm trying to remember who. Probably should have I, had I that. I just looked yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Tennessee and Jacksonville. So whoever wins that game will win the AFC South, and then I believe the seventh seed in the AFC is also up for grabs. Yeah, it is. And you have <clears throat> the Titans or Jags could still make the playoffs. I think. Or I'm trying to remember the scenarios. No, I they can't. Jacksonville, I think, secured it already. Yeah, Jacksonville, I think, couldn't. No, they can't make it with a loss because that would put them at eight and nine. Unless I think everyone else lost. So I think well, the remaining scenarios are Jacksonville and the Titans. Whoever wins that wins the division and gets their okay. seed. And then you have yeah, Patriots, right? And then you have Patriots, um, Dolphins, and Steelers that remain as possible playoff teams for that seven seed in the AFC. So. A lot of things still yet to be decided, uh, but before we get too deep into it, I did want to say that we we haven't recorded since the DeMar Hamlin injury happened on the field during the Monday night football game that was later canceled, but um, we've received plenty of good updates. It seems like he has majority of his uh, mental skills still there. He's able to talk. He's able to write. Um, he's communicating with his team. Uh, his doctors all say he's doing very well. Uh, so very glad for that. And obviously the care that he received on the field at the time of the injury was very vital in him surviving that. So, uh, again, we're, we're very thankful for, for those updates that have come through. Um, and like I alluded to NFL ended up canceling that game rather than trying to, to make it up, which <clears throat> honestly, I, th- I think that was probably the right move. Um, I was shocked that they were willing to do that because, you know, that's going to be tickets they're probably going to have to refund and all that. So the almighty dollar typically (laughs) rules what the NFL does in their decision making. So I was really surprised that they just decided to cancel it. But again, I think that's the right decision. Did you did you like that they canceled it instead of trying to make it up later on? Yeah, I mean, if if they wouldn't, have, their best chance would have been, you know, Monday or Tuesday. Wait, or was it Monday night already? Uh, yeah, it was a Monday night game already. Okay. So I think the only I mean, way that they could Tuesday have possibly have done it, it, yeah, Tuesday or or maybe Thursday, and then moving them to like Monday the following week, the both of the teams and doing a Monday night doubleheader or something like that. Um, they had discussed the potential of <clears throat> pushing it out to the playoff week one. Uh, and having the NFC side go, AFC playing, or the Bills and Bengals playing during that week, 
and then switching the following week to have the AFC by and the NFC playing. So it was there were plenty of scenarios discussed, but I think at the end they were just like, Let, let's just cancel it and <clears throat> then we can move on with um, the win percentage deciding who, who gets the seeds. So that's what they've done is they've decided to just go by win percentage, which, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, the Bills had the tiebreaker with the Chiefs, which they have essentially forfeited in that uh, canceling of the game. Bengals still have a chance to to get the number one seed, but it's not likely. Basically, Bills and Chiefs would have to lose, and they'd have to win uh, to get that one seed. So obviously that game had a lot of implications because if the Bills would have lost and then won against the Patriots the following week, they still would have had the tiebreaker with the Chiefs had they lost one of their two games. Um, Bengals obviously don't have a great chance to uh, get that one seed if one of the other two were to lose. So it's just not ideal, but like I said, I think at the end of the day it makes sense to not try to reshuffle the entire schedule just to make up one game. So um, in terms of those implications, they have agreed to modified rules where – the AFC championship game will just be played at a neutral site if one of those three make it to the AFC champion, or I guess it depends who makes it. But basically, if they had a chance to lock up the one seed, they're not going to give the the team uh, that makes it the home field advantage unless one of the others isn't involved. So I'll read the the scenarios where it would be at a neutral site, and that is if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie in Week 18, both teams and both teams advance to the AFC title game, it would be a neutral site. Uh, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati also loses or ties in Week 18, and then Buffalo and Kansas City advance to the AFC title game, it would be a neutral field. And then if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins and they make it to the AFC title game and it's Bills Chiefs or Bengals Chiefs, then it would be at a neutral site and they still haven't announced where that neutral site will be uh, there was some talks to have it in indianapolis but indianapolis already had an event scheduled during that that week so they can't do it um, mark davis the owner of the raiders has said that if if the league needs a place to go allegiant stadium will be happy to host the event um, so i think that may be a potential site um, a lot of people don't want it in a domed stadium. They want it to be in an open stadium because both teams play in an open stadium. So I'm not sure where they're planning on doing it, but what are your thoughts on the, the championship game being at a neutral site? Um, well, you know, given the circumstances, it's kind of, I guess, the most fair thing you can do. Yeah. Um, Pretty much no matter what the outcome is, though, there's there's going to be all those, you know, what ifs. Yeah. Like this whole championship AFC run, it's all going to have a bunch of question marks with it now. So, yeah. I mean, it's, they could I, do it in Tennessee, too, because they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they will. But, I mean, obviously, we, we'll, we'll know later tonight if they're going to or not. Um yeah, I think a lot of the people want it to be a elements game because 
Bills play outdoor stadium in the frigid cold, and then the Chiefs, very similar. I mean, obviously it's the Midwest instead of the Northwest or Northeast, but um, still a lot of elements you deal with in the in the Midwest there. So I, I'd be interested to see where they end up playing. And selfishly, I want it to be in Vegas and Buffalo be there, and then me somehow maybe hit the lottery or something and and buy a ticket, <laughs> go see. Go see Josh Allen play for the first time since seeing him play at Wyoming. Go get some scratch-off tickets. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then um, the only other thing I wanted to mention with that is how the Bengals got potentially screwed as well. Um, <clears throat> if if it comes to Bengals and Ravens in the playoff game, the home field advantage could be determined by a coin flip. So the scenario for that would be the the Ravens defeat the Bengals in week 18 and then the Ravens end up as the number 6 seed. So if those two teams play, so that would be Bengals 3 and uh Ravens 6. So even though the Bengals had won that division and even though they have the better record, it would be up to a coin flip between the the Ravens and Bengals for who would be the home field advantage in that game. So that one I don't think makes any sense at all. But that's that's what they laid out, and I'm not sure exactly why they decided to do that. But that's what they did. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously, a little bit of shame for Cincinnati because I'm I felt like they had a pretty good chance of beating Buffalo in that game. But I mean, they they definitely were off to a hot start. I mean, it was still first quarter, but they yeah. were driving and they'd already scored a touchdown already so you'd think they were they were already in field goal position when that that freak injury happened so i mean you'd think they'd at least have a chance to be up 10 to 3 if not 14 to 3 but we've seen the bills rebound from situations like that all year uh i don't think any lead safe when you have josh allen on the other sideline with all the weapons he has so it it is def- definitely interesting and I, I definitely understand that the Bengals are not happy with the ruling uh, just because it essentially takes away a possibility that they even get home field games. So um, we'll see what happens. I think it's unlikely that the Ravens beat the, the Bengals because the rate or the Bengals will still have something to play for. Lamar's yeah. hurt. Tyler Huntley hasn't practiced a ton this week. He may not. He might may not even go. So they might be down to their third string quarterback playing. So ultimately, it's still up to the Bengals. If they just take care of business, then it they should get their home field advantage. So, all right. With all that being said, we'll go into the game between our team last week <laughs> in, in Week 17. I thought for sure it was going to be a blowout with with uh, the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr. Not necessarily because you know he's not playing, but because I thought that would make the rest of the team kind of throw in the towel, saying, "Well, I guess we're moving on from our starting quarterback. So what do we have left to play for?" Uh, they were already eliminated from the playoffs, so I I mean I didn't know what to expect in this game for sure. You guys had the number one defense going up uh, a player that's never started in his career. Um, so, what did you think about the game? Um, it gave me a few gray hairs, to say the least. Um, it was a little, it was nerve wracking, and then there was a lot of yelling <laughs> at our uh, secondary. Um, 
like Lennar and Bufunga, they were kind of letting a lot of stuff go. Um, but Stidham did great. Like, you know, I mean, you know, going against the best defense, you know, you would think that's a lot of pressure, but it didn't seem to affect him at all. So to him, it was just another game. So yeah, nice to see from him. <clears throat> and he's already been coined as Jarrett Studham or Stidham <laughs> in Raiders Nation. So obviously there were quite a few people, including myself, that were were willing and ready to move on from Carr. I think this late in the season, we were kind of just like, okay, well, now it's time to see who's going to be on the team going forward. Uh, and unfortunately for, for the Raiders, with only two games left on the schedule, uh, they have to make a decision on Jarrett Stidham if they want to bring him back. And it sounds like after this game, they've already reached out to him to discuss uh, extensions before he hits free agency. So I don't know if those talks are, you know, seeing him as a starting quarterback going forward or if they want to keep him around and continue to evaluate him. Maybe it's a shorter term deal uh, where he can, you know, hit free agency if if uh, things don't work out there. But first impression is very good. I mean, there were several plays where typically, you know, you'd see Carr roll out of the pocket, and if anyone's even anywhere near him, he'd just throw the ball out of, out on the sideline. You wouldn't even give his receivers a chance to get to get open. And you saw in that play where he hit uh, Devontae Adams for a 60-yard touchdown, um, he's, he hung in there until the absolute last second. He knew he was going to get blasted, took the hit, threw, got the throw off, and... and Devontae went right past everyone in your secondary. <laughs> Seemed like they didn't think he was actually going to get a throw off, so they stopped covering, and Devontae squeaked through, scored the touchdown. And that play right there, I mean, I turned to my – we were at my parents' house, and I turned to my dad, and he's he's still not keen on the, the whole car move on from um, – but I turned to him and I said, now you can't tell me that would have happened with Carr because Carr would have skipped the ball out of bounds or ran out of bounds and held the ball forward for you know a two-yard two yard loss or whatever he always does. Um, so it's, it's just a, a huge contrast when you see someone that has something to play for versus you know someone that's stuck in his ways. And Carr has, ever since 2016, He's been a completely different quarterback because that's the year he broke his leg going into the playoffs. I mean, back then he was a gunslinger. He would step up in the pocket. He would take those hits. And ever since then, it seems like he's been very apprehensive, throwing off his back foot, uh, doing the fadeaways, shying away from contact. Anytime someone even touches him, he crumples. So I guess I don't want to take this opportunity to necessarily just knock Derek Carr, because I do appreciate what he did for our organization, but I'm just saying that the play style is definitely different with with Stidham in there. He took off and scrambled several times in that game, so everyone was very complimentary of him. Um, Devontae Adams, after he made that completion to him, said he ran up to him with blood in his mouth. just smiling from ear to ear saying way to make that play and then after the game he even apologized uh, for making that interception at the end and and basically said this loss is on me which a lot of the uh, rumors coming out of Vegas suggest that the reason they're moving on from Carr is they didn't feel like he took accountability for any of the uh, for for his play in any of the losses especially early on uh, when they had all those um 
blown 10 point plus leads uh, that ended up losing. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like Stidham could be a potential answer. And like I said, just like we've talked about with, with Purdy, I don't want to base anything off of a very small sample size. Purdy's started, what, four games now? Yeah, yeah, four games. And obviously, you guys played pretty well against us. Um, he did look a little uh, disheveled in that game, uh, even though we weren't getting much pressure on him. Uh, saw a lot of throws that he didn't miss in the previous game. So I feel like this was the Raiders caught you guys kind of off guard and, and gave you a nice uh, haymaker at the beginning. And then you guys kind of were playing off your back feet until the end. Yeah, um, it was definitely a rough start. And then uh, I feel like he, he stayed pretty calm, though, Purdy. Um, you know, didn't didn't let it seem to get to him too much but I mean it, it was a welcome like wake up call though for us because you know I feel like everybody's been riding that win streak I mean luckily we kept it but yep like it, it should have never gone to overtime yeah so it was it was good we needed it so yeah I, I think this was probably the best case scenario for, for the Raiders, honestly, just based on draft position. And then obviously you saw the offense come alive under Stidham. Defense played as well as I think they could have missing as many starters as we were. Um, we had absolutely no pass rush. You could see that right from the get-go. I mean, you guys were, if we put Max against Trent, then he would it would be one-on-one. As soon as we moved him over to the side against McGlinchey, you guys would just double and chip him. Um, and the other side of the line, I mean, Clee got in there a couple times, but for the most part, it was he had all day to throw if he wanted it. Um, and that's why I was kind of surprised some of those throws that he missed. I mean, he had all day back there and just sailed them in a dome. So that that was where I was like, well, maybe we're seeing something. And, you know, everyone's waiting for him to, to fall, uh, especially being a rookie going into a playoff run. But I, I think he'll be good. But again, I think Stidham, let, let's say he plays this well against the Chiefs again. I feel like you have to bring him back if you're the Raiders and, and at least give him a chance. Even if you decide to bring in Tom Brady or, I don't know, Jimmy G has been floated around, which I really don't think he's much of an upgrade over Carr and he's always hurt. So, um, if if you're bringing in Jimmy G, I feel like you have to have a solid backup, and in that case, it would be nice to have Stidham there that already knows the system and is willing and able to step in whenever he eventually gets called up, which you know he will if if Jimmy G is the starter. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, go ahead. Between Jimmy and Carr, like Carr's afraid to get hurt, and then Jimmy gets hurt. So yeah, Jimmy's not afraid enough. <laughs> Uh, so there were a lot of rumors when they decided to move on from Carr that Devontae Adams is going to leave um, just because he, quote-unquote, came to play with his best friend, and that's the only reason why. Uh, but he dispelled those rumors and said, I wanted to be here before Derek. Like, the Raiders were my favorite team growing up. Uh, they'll be my favorite team after I'm done playing for them and, and whatnot. And he said, I want to be part of the solution. 
but he did say he wanted to have some impact or I guess some some say on what they do at the quarterback position since it ultimately affects his legacy he wants to be one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game and I think he's well on his way to to doing that but if they draft a, a rookie quarterback and throw him out there with Devontae I can't imagine he would be too thrilled about that so he he definitely had a lot of complimentary things to say about Jarrett Stidham so I don't know if that's the direction he would prefer to go or I think if you give him the option to have Tom Brady throw to him he would like that option as well um there's a lot of rumors swirling that potentially they make a move for Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, I don't know how that essentially eats up the entire rest of the cap that we have available if we were to make that trade for Aaron Rodgers. So I don't see that as a likely option, but, you know, there is the obvious connection with Devontae. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was going to go anywhere anyway unless he got completely angry with the front office because of the cap hit he has i think it would essentially be a 60 million dollar cap hit obviously if you do it after june 2nd you can split that into two years but that's still 30 30 plus million each season for the next two that he hits against the cap so i don't know i'm excited to see what happens but i guess i did want to mention that raiders played the cheat or they played the chiefs this, this week obviously we've already mentioned that um, what do you think about that game? Do you think the Raiders have a chance? Um, well, I guess the main part was, uh, is the Jacobs get cleared? Is he going to play or last I heard he's a game time decision. So I guess we should probably know by now, cause they usually do the inactives 90 minutes before the game and we're at 60 minutes. So I'll, I'll look that up if you want to give your thoughts minus Jacobs, and then I'll let you know if they have him here in just a second. Well, okay. Well, without Jacobs, though, you know, then you, they're not going to defend the run as much. And then Stidham won't have a chance to put up those passing yards like he did against the 49ers. Um, if, if Jacobs is going to play and they're going to actually play him, then okay. I, I think the Raiders could because the Chiefs' secondary and their defense altogether isn't that great. And, you know, Raiders put up great numbers against 49ers i feel like they could you know put up the same numbers against the chiefs so if jacobs is playing i think they got a good chance and they can give stidham a good test run like a legit one um yeah. but without jacobs though then i don't think stidham oh. would do as good because of the, without okay. the threat so i'm looking at the inactives and actives right now um it looks like Jacobs is going to play. Uh, he missed Wednesday and Thursday for a personal reason. It ended up being an emergency surgery on his father's heart is what it sounds like. Um, so he is going to be active in this game. And the Chiefs are going to be without Nicole Hardman. They did activate him from IR, but it doesn't sound like he's ready to go yet. So one less weapon for that offense. Uh, trying to see who else. Looks like they did get Legeria Sneed back, which is a huge lift for their secondary. Uh, he's been out with an, a knee, so we'll see um, if he has any impact. They are going to be missing Sky Moore and then a few few guys on both sides of the offensive defensive line. Um, trying to see who else is inactive for the Raiders. Looks like Darian Butler, he got hurt in that last game. We were expecting that. 
uh, Garden, Tane Mooney, or Moody, Matthew Butler, and Tashawn Bauer. So no one, yeah, looks like we're pretty much at full strength other than um, Butler. He wasn't able to make it back for this game. So I, I expect the, the Raiders to, to put up a good fight. Um, they are... I mean, they definitely surprised me against you guys. You guys have the number one defense, and the Chiefs have nowhere near that kind of defense. They're starting two uh, rookie cornerbacks. I would imagine Sneed will get matched up against uh, Devontae, but again, he was questionable, and in fact, he was probably a game-time decision whether he was going to play or not, so who knows how effective he'll actually be. He, he might just be giving it a go, and if he can't go, they'll be starting three rookie cornerbacks. So... Um, I think the Raiders can expose them in the in the passing game. And then Jacobs had the best game of his season against the Chiefs uh, in week four when they met, or sorry, week five when they matched up up to that point. I think he went for like 160. And quite honestly, if they hadn't fallen behind in that fourth quarter, I think he probably would have broken 200. So uh, Jacobs can definitely be a factor. He is a little banged up, so I would expect to see him have at least some limited snaps, and you'll probably see some of Zeus White. Uh, he's He was cleared. He's missed the last three games, I think. So uh, I'd hope Brandon Bolden doesn't see the field except on special teams because every time he touches the ball, it seems like a waste of a, a, an offensive play. So um, I expect to see a lot of them running the football and then play action pass to Devontae Adams, get him involved. Uh, Hunter Renfro looks like he's getting close to full, and um, – Waller has been explosive in the the last two games he's played, even on limited snaps. So, I don't know, man. I feel like we have a really good chance. The only thing that concerns me is, obviously, Patrick Mahomes being on the other side and our defense being pretty suspect. So, I think for us to to be in this game, we're going to have to force a a turnover or two. Uh, I know Travis Kelsey has always killed us. Uh, In fact, he went for four touchdowns on that uh, Monday night football game that we had against them earlier in the season that I had mentioned. And I don't think he had more than 30 yards receiving every single pass he had was in the red zone and, you know, goal line situations. I think he had two fourth quarter or two fourth down touchdowns in that game. If I remember right. So, um, obviously we'll have to either affect the quarterback or cause some turnovers if we want to stick in this game. So I think we can do it. Uh, I don't know what the front office wants us to do because I feel like winning this game will possibly have huge impacts on where we draft. Right now we're sitting at number seven. If we win this game, I mean, we could probably jump up to like 10, 11 range. So I I have a feeling the front office is like, yeah, we don't really want you guys to win. But obviously the players and coaches, they're not going to go out there to lose a game. So Yeah, I mean, there is always that part, but I definitely think the Raiders are going to show up today just so they can see what they have with Stidham going forward. Well, like you said, he's got the respect of the the locker room already. Um, Taking that huge hit and still getting a playoff, I mean, like I said, we haven't seen that in six years with the Raiders. So there's a lot of respect just from that. And then obviously apologizing for getting hit while he made that last throw and, and it getting intercepted. Uh, Nick Bosa 
didn't have a good game against the Raiders, no sacks, but he did yeah. make that last play, um, pushed Colton Miller right into Stidham as he made that throw. So obviously he affected it, but that doesn't show up on the stat board. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I really think they have a good shot, especially with it being at home. Um, they lost 29 to 30 in that first game. Uh, outside of the, I mean, the defense is not any better. They were playing better until Chandler went out with an injury and Perry Minute went out with an injury. So I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we at least have a puncher's chance in this game. So we'll see what happens in it. Um, how are you feeling about the uh, 49ers this last week? Who who do they play? Uh, the Cardinals on their okay. third or fourth string quarterback. So fourth string now. Yeah, I think McSorley got hurt. It could be. I, I forget. They they were switching them around a little bit. So, um, I I don't see the Cardinals doing as good as the Raiders <laughs> did. No, I don't think um, so. I mean, I. Watt, I don't know if he's going to try and like go out with a bang or something, or if he's going to be like, I don't want my off season starting with like a broken leg or something. So I'll, that's the only thing to watch is like, does he want to go out with like four sacks in his last game or does he want to go out healthy? So I think he's going to give it everything he's got. So maybe a little problem up the middle, but what do you guys still have to play for? You can potentially get the number one seed, right? Um, yeah, if, if the Eagles lose, which, I mean, I don't think they will, but, uh, and then, you know, at least lock up our, our second seed. Yeah. You know, so you guys, you guys either get one or two if you win. Um, because like the Vikings play the bears. So I imagine the Vikings are going to win. So then we also need to win or else we'll flip back. To the third, so to the three seed. Okay, well, I think you guys should take care of business. Um, I think the Vikings will also, especially since Fields has already been ruled out of that game, and then the Eagles. I mean, they've been scuffling. I don't know if Fields or not Fields um, Hertz is going to play in this game or not. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but I do know the Giants are resting a bunch of key starters. So even with the backup uh, in in philadelphia i don't think you'll have an issue or they'll have an issue so i think the most likely scenario is is they stick with the one seed you guys get the two and then the uh yeah, vikings three, get the third yep bucks four so i the, i the really wish they would do that interesting but <laughs> i i wish they would do the playoff seating by record yeah yeah that would be like I get that you want to reward division champions, but at the same time, like the Bucks don't deserve the four seed. They just don't. I don't think you can sell that to me or or anyone for that fact. But anyway, so you're feeling pretty good going into the playoffs. I think you guys are pretty much injury free at this point. I yeah, like Debo and McCaffrey were both cleared for for this game. Um, maybe, maybe Shanahan will be conservative and maybe split him up a little bit. To you guys got Jeff Wilson back one. too, right? Um, I, I didn't see what the, or Mitchell, um, or Mitchell. That's who I was talking. 
I didn't I didn't see what his what he was practicing or not, so Yeah, it says that you guys plan to activate him for this game, so yeah, Sounds well, like he's I, good. I didn't look to see what kind of practice he was doing though, so um, yeah, that's true. It does say that you are expecting to activate him off IR. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll he'll play, but at least you'll have him back for the playoffs, if not for this yeah. game. So, cool. So you guys are—I don't know. I feel like you guys are pretty much primed for a deep playoff run, pending the how the rookie plays in the playoffs. And there's no reason to think that he won't play well based on how he's played so far in in the starts he's had but you never know once those bright lights come on what what to expect out of a rookie so i guess we'll see and then jimmy g is he trending towards being active anytime soon or um yeah he's i mean the latest i read like i think this morning or last night was he was putting like weight on his foot now so he is getting better um it's still you know late playoffs before he could potentially come in as a backup or something so i was gonna um, say i don't know if i would make the move to switch if uh yeah i mean purdy gets you that deep he could come back i i don't think he'd be 100 percent. yeah he'd probably be like 80 percent. like if we made it to the super bowl or something and you know so all right well i guess we'll see um, I I did want to have Kyle talk about his uh, Steelers. I guess we'll briefly go into their playoff scenarios, uh, and then we're we're gonna try to get him on for a part two before the um, playoff games kick off tomorrow, and after probably after the <clears throat> Raiders game and and Jags Titans game tonight. So. We, we won't go super deep so we can give him the opportunity to, to express how he's feeling about his, his team and whatnot. But um, their scenarios to get into the playoffs are essentially Dolphins lose to the Jets, um, which could happen. Dolphins are going to be starting their third third string quarterback. They still have playoffs to play for, so they should be trying at least. Uh, Jets aren't great. They they have a really good defense, but obviously they're a mess at quarterback, and they're planning to start Joe Flacco. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, they won their first what two or three games with Flacco at the helm. So I mean, it's I feel like essentially it's kind of third string versus third string now. <laughs> for, for yeah, I mean, you may even argue that Flacco's better than Zach Wilson at this point. So maybe second string. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at this point, but not. Like when the, the season started or right. in the middle of it. It's, well, been, he was their, he was their starting <laughs> quarterback at the beginning of the season. Because yeah, Zach wasn't ready to come off IR yet. And oh, yeah, that's right. Flacco started, I think, the first four games for them and went three and one, if I remember right. Oh, the quarterback room's a mess. Yeah. And then the Steelers also need... What was their... Oh, they need the the Bills to beat the Patriots, and then they need to win their game against the Browns. Which so I those feel three like they things. Can handle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both picked Pittsburgh to beat the Browns. Uh, they've been far from impressive, and it seems like once uh, Deshaun came back, 
they stopped running the football as much, and he hasn't been great. So I don't know if that was like when he came back, the team kind of took a dip because of his play and kind of lost motivation. I'm not sure what happened, but they definitely don't look the same. The Browns do have some unrest. I don't know if you saw Clowney. Yeah. You know, kind of getting kicked off. <laughs> yeah, he he quit on the team essentially and they asked him not to not to come to the game essentially because he wasn't really hurt and was using that as an excuse to only play on third down to get sack opportunities to essentially boost what he gets in his next contract. So uh yeah it's a mess there and you would expect that with bringing in a guy with all the thi- all the baggage that he had i can't i can only imagine some of the teammates don't agree with that move and Brissett was playing pretty decent for them so it, like i said it seemed like once the uh once the move was made the rest of the team kind of just got deflated and quit trying um nick chubb was in the running for uh the title for rushing yards and as soon as Deshaun came back he wasn't even close after that so uh and I guess I should have mentioned that at the top as well that Josh Jacobs is like 160 yards over everyone else in the lead for rushing yard title uh, I as I would guess unless Derrick Henry has like a 250 yard run rushing game against the Jags <laughs> he pretty much has that locked up but he is going to play so that should help bolster his case there so um all right so yeah i think it's i mean going into this game i think they had like a 15 percent chance to make the playoffs in the steelers and i feel like the two or three all three of those scenarios are at least likely to happen so yeah it's i, I feel like they have some good chances yeah i like that and then obviously that would mean that Tomlin extends his streak of never having a losing season. Um, I guess they could tie and they would still have that scenario, but they wouldn't make the playoffs in that case. So um, good for Tomlin. I like that guy. So happy for him if that were to be the case. And I was going to ask Logue. He was he was planning on coming on yesterday before we bumped it back, but I was going to ask him about his Panthers after – blowing the lead that they had to the Bucks and letting Tom Brady and Mike Evans absolutely shred their defense. But since he's not here, I will uh, express his feelings, and it can be summed up as, damn it. <laughs> they had it in front of them, and just they blew it, and that was their opportunity to take over the South. I think they would have still had to win this week um, because they would have had the tiebreaker over the – the Bucks, but now it doesn't really matter. So, I the only thing I have to say about the Panthers is I'm interested to see if they keep Steve Wilkes and then if they decide to hang on to Sam Darnold at maybe a, a discounted contract because he has played well in the last. I think he think he started the last five games or so, and he's looked like a new quarterback, man. I mean, he's been doing that like a lot of the RPO stuff where he's using his legs and. And making those quick passes, so I I think that fits their offense very well with the running back stable that they have, and then the defense that they have. Obviously, didn't look good against the Bucks, but it's looked pretty good the rest of the season. So, what do you think about the yeah. Panthers? Yeah, I mean, Darnold has looked pretty mobile from what I've seen from you know watching like red zone and stuff. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, so um, the coaching, that's another thing, like, which, I mean, I guess you were going to get into that next with Harbaugh. Um, it, that, it's a hard decision for them. Like, do they try to bring in a big name or stick with the guy that the team seems to be rallying around a little bit? So, Yep. And that's the same situation the Raiders were in last last year. They had Rich Passaccia, and every one of the players were saying, they were pounding the table for that guy, saying, we'll run through a wall for him. You've got to bring him back. And Mark Davis obviously did not bring him back and brought in Josh McDaniels, the big name. And we've seen how that's worked out so far this season. So long term, I, I feel like, McDaniels could be the right guy, um, especially if he gets buy-in from the the incoming free agents that they bring in uh, and the guys that they bring back from the current roster. But I feel like had they brought in Basaccia, it would have been a different situation and probably more likely to make the playoffs this season. Uh, But again, don't know if uh, Adams would have ended up on the team because who knows what we would have had at GM. So it's, it's one of those things that you have to weigh what your current roster is saying and how many of those guys you think you're going to bring back versus if you make a splash move, what can you bring in via free agency and the draft? And and is that going to be a better setup going forward? So I, yeah, like you alluded to, we did want to mention that uh, Jim Harbaugh has been mentioned in plenty of the rumors, including the Carolina Panthers. Um, for a head coaching position. In fact, one person went as far to say in they 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 didn't give up the source obviously, but they said it someone in his inner circle has said it's it's a done deal if he gets offered a, an NFL position. And I think some of that stems from the allegations that are coming out of the University of Michigan right now. Um, he has level 1 violations that are being filed. Uh, Level one is essentially the highest violation that you can get, and it was from making contact with recruits during the non-contact period during COVID. Um, So you would think with those allegations, we've seen plenty of college coaches run from those, like Pete Carroll from USC. He, He left just in time for the violations to hit someone else and took the job with the Seahawks, and has been smiling ever since. So I feel like that's probably the route, but where do you think Harbaugh ends up, especially with all the vacancies that are open right now and some that will soon be? Um, well, you know, from Harbaugh's time with San Francisco, um, I feel like he he's not going to go to a team that needs like a complete rebuild. I can't see him doing that, like Texans or something. He wouldn't do that. Um, but I mean, like Panthers could be a good fit. Cause I mean, the, the NFC South, like they're up for the taking from anybody. So, for sure. um, and then he could, you know, make a playoff run his first year, even if they squeak in, um, yep. like who else? Indianapolis is open. Okay. That's yeah, another like, one with a division that's probably up for the taking, but I think it's also one that is probably not one of the more desirable positions. You also have Denver that's open. Um, yeah, they, they already have a, a ready-made defense, and so really he should only need to focus on, you know, Russell. Yeah. Um, And, you know, maybe getting, like, another receiver and 
another tight end or something just and protection so he doesn't end up with goose eggs all over his head so um, i think who else the saints maybe they'll end up firing dennis allen obviously it hasn't been a great season for them yeah um, i mean yeah maybe if the saints take harbaugh then they don't care about Peyton too much yeah Cardinals are likely to fire Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think that's probably about it that's expected. Texans will likely move on from Lovey, but, I mean, I, I don't think that's a desirable position. No, I don't. I, I really don't think Denver's that desirable either. Um, there might be maybe, some bias there, but... <laughs> maybe Tampa Bay lets go of... Todd Bowles, but, I mean, he made the playoffs, so I don't think that they could do that. Um, Frable, maybe he goes to Ohio State, leaves the Titans. And I think those are um, the only likely that haven't already happened. Yeah, and then, I guess, and I, there's a lot of talk about D'Amico Ryan's you know, entering the coaching carousel. Yeah. So that those, I guess and he seems to be a big name, but he, I feel like he would need to go somewhere where there's already a, a good, decent offense. Yeah. And that way he can fix their defense. Um, I think he ends up in so, Arizona. Uh, I mean, possibly. Yeah. Um, it would make sense. Although they're like, I, you know, like he wouldn't go to great, Denver but, though. You know, yeah. they don't really need him in Denver, and he's not like the offensive guru. So, I mean, I feel like those might be like the three big names out yeah. there for the coaching. Um, well, and we could probably talk more about that on the next one because yeah. after after these after today and tomorrow playoff games, we are going to have black Monday where they typically fire all the coaches that are not going to be around. So, um, we'll, we'll have more to talk about that. Yeah. I think there may be, you know, and who knows, maybe Pete Carroll. I I know he's brushed off retirement rumors, but he's in his seventies. I mean, there's, there could be some surprises that we're not even expecting that open up decent can or decent coaching positions. So, but I, I don't think you're far off here. Your de- defensive coordinator, his his name's been floated around as one of the premier coaching opportunities. So I was hoping it wouldn't be, but <laughs> you know, just just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. All right. I I think that's all I had. Um, do you want to give me a prediction for today's games? Um, score wise. Let's see. Um. We got Chiefs Raiders are the first one. Raiders at home, I think they're nine point underdogs. Yeah, I see eight and a half. Yeah. Um, I I still think it's going to be a close one. Maybe uh, I I feel like it's going to be high scoring though. Um, so um, probably thirty two to thirty five <laughs> with the wow. Chiefs squeaking by. Literally one off both sides in my predict in my prediction. I'm gonna go thirty four, thirty one Raiders and I'm gonna say that the Raiders 
restore the uh, sanctity of that AFC playoff race and the Bills get the number one seed. Uh, and then in that Titans-Jags game, how do you see that one going? Um, well, Henry is back, right? He's back. He's ready to go. Um, but then their, their quarterback situation is a little suspect. Um, I still think the Jags are going to win just because of momentum. Um, so maybe, uh. 27 to 24 Jags 27 24 I like it uh, I'm gonna go Jags big in this one I think it's gonna be like I don't know I'm gonna say 27 to 13 I, I know they have King Henry back so that'll give them some points but they also have Josh Dobbs running the offense uh, defense hasn't been great the last couple weeks um, so I'm gonna go Jags in this one and then I did want to mention that Kyle will like I already said at Towards the beginning of the episode, Kyle will hopefully be back on with us maybe tonight after the games or uh, before the games kick off tomorrow. Uh, and we did have some, we're, we're still working on scheduling with the uh, Eric Pauly return to discuss the Wyoming Cowboys season and his first season covering them on the sidelines. And then obviously we've mentioned several of the community spotlight episodes. So, We'll be looking forward to getting those done as soon as Kyle's schedule works out. He is a, a busy new father and back to work completely. So it's been difficult getting him in here, but uh, he did just hit me up. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get one in after the, the playoff games this evening. And, and then we can talk about his Steelers and what he expects to see from them. So Raph, any parting words before we call it? Um, I mean, besides go I'm Raiders, of course. You- yeah, I'm hoping for your prediction, though. So, so go yes. Raiders. <laughs> go Raiders. Uh, don't tell uh, any of my friends I said that. <laughs> I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell everyone. In fact, this is the clip I'm going to use right here is you saying go Raiders. So, <laughs> uh, Dang it. Oh, we, we did forget to talk about David Carr, though. But Oh, yeah. David Carr, <sighs> he's just driving me nuts with his his brother. His brother is you know playing the victim uh, and i i get standing up for your brother and he him being a mouthpiece for him since he has his spot on nfl network um i don't i feel like that's conflict of interest he's going to go on his sons and nephews podcast at some point to discuss all the dysfunction in the raiders organization and why it's not his brother's fault that he had a, an awful nine years in oakland and vegas but so we'll watch for that and, and see the one-sided view of what happened on the inside. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of similarities, you know, like with OBJ's dad making all those comments and stuff. Yeah. Like that's, it, that's kind of what I see going down right now. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously he's upset that it, it didn't end how they all wanted it to. I think majority of their family, I know their dad was a Raiders fan growing up, so it was kind of a dream come true for, for his son to get on that team. And I, his mom was always a, a Dallas Cowboys fan, but obviously when their sons play for whoever they play for, that that's who they root for. So the whole family is supposedly Raiders fans, but now, you know, David Carr shared a post after the Niners-Raiders game of, 
his kids and I, I believe it was uh, Derek's kids doing crying faces wearing uh, 49ers gear. So definitely, I mean, it's not an amicable divorce, obviously. None of them really are. But as I've stated before, it, it's it was past time. And had he played well, I mean, he signed the contract with the, the knowledge that if he doesn't have a good year this year, he's not going to be a Raiders quarterback going forward. So I'm not sure what he was expecting with the performances that he put out there. But obviously, he's he's hurt that they decided to move on from him. So we'll see where he ends up. I, I think... He could help a team. Uh, my only concern with him would be, I mean, you essentially have to be in a warm weather climate because he cannot play in the cold, which I know the Jets need a quarterback and everyone's been matching him to them. Uh, the Dolphins also maybe need a quarterback depending on Tua's health, which I really think Tua should probably step away from the game based on how many concussions he's had already. And, I mean, it isn't taking anything for him to get another one, so... Obviously, that's up to him and his doctors, but Carr in Miami would make a lot of sense, but then you also have to go to Buffalo, you have to go to the Jets, and New England in in the <laughs> in I, I the feel cold. like if so, you moved to a cold-weather climate and you know, had to practice in it and live there, you'd probably do better, but, you know. I mean, maybe, but I'm, they've, well, in a week doesn't make all the difference in the world but they've they've taken that strategy and went to the east coast and stayed there and practiced in the elements before and he, i mean he still played like ass so <laughs> i know a week doesn't get you completely used to it or anything like that but i don't know man i feel like he has declining skills his footwork is not great so unless he gets with a good quarterback coach that's going to be willing to step in and say here's what you're doing wrong here's how we fix it but I don't know how you fix, like, if you've seen some of the sacks that he's taken over his nine years with the Raiders, like I said, in his rookie season up until 2016 when he broke his leg, he was fearless. He reminded me of a young uh, Brett Favre, how he played the game just recklessly, gunslinger, you know, he didn't care if he was going to make an interception, he was going to give his guy an opportunity to make a play, um, and then Post-2016, it's been very skittish if his offensive line in front of him is not keeping him completely clean. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the sack by, was was it Joey Bosa? I mean, there was a couple by Khalil Mack where he literally just touched him and he crumpled against the Chargers in game one. I mean, it's it's frustrating. But anyway, we'll move on from Carr (laughs) because going upside down there. Um yeah, I was, we'll move I was off trying something out. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that more, especially after the, the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll know where he's headed next. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he he has his no-trade clause, which the Raiders gave him, so he could help, so he could help control where he ends up. Uh, but I, it wouldn't be surprised to me if he just essentially just kept saying no to every trade they present to force their hand to cut him. I don't think he'll get as big of a contract as a free agent, but wherever he heads next, they won't have to give up that draft capital to get him or player capital to get him. So I feel like the way that this this marriage is ending, I feel like he's going to be petty and, and force the Raiders' hands to either hold on to him and take the cap hit to trade him or cut him and and not give get anything back for him departing. So... 
It'll be interesting. But with yeah, all that well, being said, go ahead. After this game, we'll you know they'll see how Stidham does, and then they can make a more informed decision moving forward. So, for sure. All right, Raph. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I don't know. We'll see when Kyle can do the next one. Maybe we'll have you on for that, and maybe you'll be in your same gear. But <laughs> maybe. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if or I mean, later tonight or something. Yeah. But. We'll see if we can get this part two done. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on, and I thank you guys all for listening. This will be pushed out as part one, and then whenever we can get Kyle on, we'll do part two and maybe take a closer look at the upcoming games on Sunday. Obviously, we'll talk more about the Steelers, and then um, we'll we'll have another one shortly after Week 18 to discuss the the coaching carousel that's likely to be um, our predictions for the playoffs and, and much more. So stay tuned for that part two, and then, like I said, we we have plenty of content coming out soon. Just got to get it scheduled. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.